Kia ora everyone, it's uh, Lisa here from Kiwi Fruit Vine Health. I'm out in Pangaroa today with Mike Montgomery. I'm on uh, one of his orchards. Morning Mike, thank you for joining me. Um, we've come out to have a really good chat about PSA because we've had some pretty stark reminders since Labour Weekend that um, it's alive and well, isn't it Mike? Oh, it's definitely alive and well. Uh, it was probably before Labour Weekend, but we all started to see, some of us started to see the effects of it um, after Labour Weekend. After Labour Weekend, yeah, really yeah. started to see the effects. Yeah. And um, so you've got G3, and we're talking about um, Bounty. On this orchard. On this orchard, Bounty, mostly, bounty, mostly yeah. bounty. So what is it that you started to see that was really concerning? So on the Monday, Tuesday after Labour Weekend, I arrived here just for a visit. Prior to that, I'd seen a reasonable amount of leaf spotting, but I wasn't immensely concerned. But, and uh, the team was here on the Friday, yeah, Saturday of Labour Weekend. Uh, we were bud thinning, uh, even on Sunday, we didn't really see anything. And then uh, come Tuesday, uh, the, was the weather, maybe the humidity, I don't know. But by Tuesday, we were seeing, um, um, leaf collapse, some shoot collapse, extensive bud rot, and it was definitely uh, it was definitely the result of a PSA infection that had got into the orchard. Yeah. And then the puzzle was what had happened, what had we done wrong, had we done anything, anything wrong, etc. etc. Um, uh, et et and so then we started the journey to try and get some understanding of, of what was going on. So when you were trying to get that understanding, was what you were seeing worse than what you'd seen in the last wee while or in previous, in previous years? Is that what was also adding to the concern? Yeah, so we have a few jokes in our business, but I tell my my, my management team that I don't scare easily about anything, but uh, what saw me on, what I saw on tu last Tuesday scared me. Um, it was like what we saw with 16A, just before our vines all died. Oh, it was, really? It, it was dramatic what we were seeing. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. so it really was of concern right yeah. away. Yeah. And you needed to get onto it straight away. We needed to get onto it, but we needed to work out what could we do mm -hmm. um, because um, bees were coming in, um, you know, the opportunity uh, for your spray programs to that point had had largely gone. So you were you were quite exposed, and you and uh, there probably weren't going to be a lot of solutions at that point in time. There was some, but there probably weren't going to be a lot. And what was the first thing that you did in terms of figuring out what you might do next and where you might start to get some support and intel? The first thing I did was I started to send uh, texts and pictures to the chairman mm -hmm. of KVH um, <laughs> uh, to let him know I was looking for patterns mm -hmm. um, to start with and some patterns were starting to emerge mm -hmm. uh, on, on the block and then the second thing I did was sort seek the best technical advice as to what could we do given that we were having bees um, coming in that night and there was no longer any opportunity for casamins, key strips, um, uh, you know, actor guards, all that opportunity had passed. So we were just dealing with something that was going to be short term to try and get us through the pollination season before we could start again 
with some PSA protectant um, when the bees go out. So you were saying earlier when we were chatting that it's really important if others are in that same position that you were in to know that you can get support and there is technical advice that you can seek. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so whilst there were patterns, um, you know, I'll have to admit that there were probably holes in our spray programs or probably things that we'd done differently. Um, and that with the value of hindsight, you were saying, gee whiz, um, had I done the right <laughs> thing and have I done this to myself? So, uh, so, so I certainly started making lots of phone calls. Um, mm -hmm. No one immediately answered their telephone, so I, I, <laughs> I wondered if they were busy with the same <laughs> problem. It in our case, it appeared to be a bounty problem. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it wasn't, it, it was the patterns that were developing was that it was bounty in, un, in not perfectly sheltered areas. Yet the Brunos and because uh, we've got quite a lot of Bruno on the orchard, yet the Brunos in the same situation were in very good condition. Okay. So that started to give us some understanding, well, maybe it wasn't about our spray program, that this was becoming a bounty-specific problem. And so I, I, I started contacting the large network of, um, of friends and associates that have got bounty um, fruit. And by kind of Wednesday night, um, it was becoming clear that uh, that the issue was quite widespread in yeah. uncovered bounty G3. Uh, and the exceptions were very were very nicely sheltered areas, small blocks, etc, etc. Um, they were in quite good condition. Since then we're seeing a little bit more in the Bruno, um, Bruno G3 restock more traditional type PSA symptoms mm -hmm. that um, that that you have seen Same. from time to time um, and, and that that felt a little bit more normal but but what we saw last Tuesday in, in the in the in the bounty was something that none of us had seen in the last since the bounty journey started for us in 2013 2014 so what is it that you've done over the last few days or Almost well, the last week. Again, the options were limited. Um, the, the best advice at the time, and with the value of hindsight, I would have done only one thing um, differently. Was that and was that the, so? We just moved in with um, Nordox. Mm -hmm. Nordox, thirty-seven grams per hundred liters, uh, and uh, with Duet. Um, the bees were due to come in that night. Um, by the time we got organised, we got. Um, half of the orchard done uh, then uh, then we were forced to do um, the next half um, later in the evening the following night with the value of hindsight I would have cancelled the bees for a day I would have got the whole orchard coppered up straight away um, I probably would have even moved in another sprayer from another block I probably yeah, or if you didn't have that option you would have pulled in a contractor but I think we think that a fast reaction with just chucking on a copper and maybe we got lucky with the wetter but weather but mm -hmm. by Thursday and Friday we were starting to feel a bit better about what we were seeing so uh, it was it, it had it had settled down the damage had been done there was definitely loss of, of crop from bud rot but it appears that it's calmed down now and there's we're not feeling like the orchard's gonna die so yeah 
You've, um, we've talked quite a bit about what you've done on the orchard, but I'm really interested as well how a couple of times you've mentioned your network and going out and asking questions and gathering intel. That must be priceless. Right. That's important because you don't, you, you just need to know that you're not necessarily alone. alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and if you have done some little bit um, 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 different things, yeah. you want to kind of find out it, whether you've done it to yourself <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or whether the fact that this is widespread. So I think that's really important. And the other thing is, I think is important is that um, uh, going and seeing it on other orchards as okay. well yeah. and getting, yeah. getting, because people will tell you they don't have a problem or and maybe they do so you, and and the other thing is I'm, I'm starting to learn quite a lot is that every orchard can be different and by a range of things so it's it, it, it's it's a horses for courses approach so you need to go and understand when your mate down the road says nah I've got no problem and you go there and you see, you can see, well, you know, does he run smaller blocks? Does he run a different style of pruning? Um, is, is, is he perfectly sheltered, uh, you know? Yeah. And so with us, establishing patterns has helped to understand what, how we've got to this point and then then what can we do to change things next year so you know first of all you've got to get over the fact are you going to go broke or not go broke and you know is there enough crop left for next year and all that sort of stuff and then that's an emotional thing but it's about then trying to make really good decisions so that you just maximize uh, maximize the rebuild and 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 maximize next year's opportunity from learning what went wrong this year and you know your orchard best right so each grower or everyone who's on a property knows that property best and like you say it's horses for courses it's knowing what is the right thing at the right time for that exact property yeah oh, look absolutely I've got there's a a guy not far from here he runs a, a bounty orchard and he's saying there's nothing um, wrong there and um, and on this particular orchard which is 17.3 hectares mm -hmm. there's lots of areas where there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and and then when you f when you find those areas there's nothing wrong you can then line up your patterns that you've been observing in this particular case it's mostly about shelter yep it's, right. it's about shelter we've just been over in a an area in block one um, with my son, we've been just doing some some training work in there, and as we were walking up the row, um, uh, we we came across an area that was quite bad, and um, we started to ask questions why. And I just looked up, and I, and from where I was standing under the vines, you could nearly see Mount Tiara. There was it was a straight clear gap through the westerlies, through through the through that through the shelter is low on that side of the orchard. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of artificial shelter. And we were very exposed to the west. Probably, that's just a, a shelter wind effect situation. Um, all in all, some really good advice in there for others. The benefit of hindsight is a tough one, isn't it? Because hindsight is hindsight. You can only do the very best that you can with the information that you've got. But it's all about using your skills, your experience, your knowledge of the property and your network so that you can get the very best advice and support. And um, definitely don't want anybody feeling like they're on their own because like you said, chances are there are other people out there um, who are seeing something similar. And it's all about establishing patterns and sharing information yep so with the value of, of hindsight it'd be a brave man that developed a bounty orchard without overhead netting 
Uh, overhead bounty orchards seem to be no problem. Okay. So that's right. so that's for and second thing is with with bounty I don't think you can take any shortcuts in your spray program on mm -hmm. the lead up. Mm -hmm. I mean you shouldn't anyway, but over time you you learn what you think you can get away with and what you think you can't and then something like this happens and it brings you back to reality. Right back where we started with this podcast, a stark reminder, right? Every now and then we get them. Like there's no question Pete no question my opposite. We used to blame our weirdo neighbour down the road <laughs> who wasn't running his orchard properly and when the, and then it blew in from his place and it's all his fault. I think it's nothing to do with that anymore. PSA is alive mm -hmm. in every orchard environment. That's what I now truly believe it's alive in every orchard environment, just looking for the opportunity to get in and do its thing. And, and, and give it half a chance, it's in in a split second, as appears to be what's happening. And let's let's lower that risk, right? That, I think that's... That's, that's what it's all about, that's yeah. key to it. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for letting me come out and see you. Beautiful day out here. Um, it would be adverse of me not to take the opportunity to give a little bit of a plug for the upcoming Grower Biosecurity Day. Um, Thursday, the 11th of November, you're gonna be there. You're gonna be part of the day. Yes, I've asked to be there and I said yes. <laughs> you will be there for sure. You, you've promised now. Um, we look forward to seeing you. We look forward to your advice on the day. That'll mostly be about um, BMSB and some of the work you've done here around the netting and potentially, um, I guess, starting to think about things for the long term. Yep, that the netting's out at the Strathmont block, so yep, which is on Bruno Rootstock which is looking beautiful. Looking beautiful, perfect. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Um, thanks again, Mike, and really appreciate your time. Yeah.